0: Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. And so this morning what I'm gonna be talking about is God with us. And, you know, many of us, um, this is something that's talked about very often at Christmas. And the Hebrew word for God with us is Emmanuel. And so we sing songs like, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and different things like that. And we tend to focus on the point of the story, which we just saw today, which was when God came to be with man. And so this morning, what I would love to do is I would love for us just to take a step back and to look at the story. Um, one of the ways that we could we could summarize the story of the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation, we could summarize it as this, which is a story of God's persistent desire to dwell with His people. And so we know that God is a personal God. God is not distant. He desires relationship with us. And so what I want to look at this morning is it is because of the love that he has for us, that his desire is to dwell with us, for us to know him. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're just going to take a look at some parts of the story. And this is probably something that many of you have heard before. Um, and so I would just invite you to engage because I believe that God has something for each of us this morning. And there's always, um, we can always have a deeper revelation of his love or a new revelation of who he is. And so I'm just going to jump um to Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible, where God creates man in his image. And he says that it was good. And his desire was to have relationship with them and to dwell with them from the very beginning. That was his goal. And um, he wanted Adam and Eve to know him. He would walk and he would talk. He would share about himself with them. He would share about who they were. But what happened was is that um, sin came into the world. Um, Adam and Eve had disobeyed what God had asked of them. He had asked them of one thing and they chose to disobey that. And so what happened was this sin entered into the world and sin twisted Ash spoke about this last week so well, but sin twisted the view that Adam and Eve had of who God was, but it also twisted what they thought about themselves and who God created them to be. And so when sin came into the world, what happened was is it separated God from man. And so obviously this was not God's original intention. He came that he would dwell with man. And so from Genesis 3 where we read about the fall all the way through to the book of Revelation, we see this story, this beautiful story that no one else could have put in place. And it's not just story, it's our history of a God who loved his people so much that he did everything Anything that needed to be done so that he could come and dwell with us and be a God who comes close to us so that we could know him and we could be known by him. And so this is the God that we serve and the God that we love. And so if we continue on from this place in Genesis, we see this um, Abraham enters the picture and God makes a covenant or a promise with Abraham and he says that your line or your generation um, that comes after after you they're gonna be my people and he calls those people the Israelites but he gives this promise at the end of the covenant that he makes with Abraham. And he says, it's actually not only for the Israelites. Through you, all the people of the world will be blessed. And so this is not a secret that he wanted to kept, kept hidden like Hope was singing about. It's for every tribe, for every nation, for every tongue that he had a gift. Um, and so as we continue on, we see that the Israelites are go into slavery under the hand of the Egyptians, and so they are—they are captive, they are oppressed there. And God says, "No, this is not the plan that I have for my people. I want to be with them." And so He sends Moses. He takes them out of captivity, um, and as they're wandering through the desert towards this promised land that God has for them, God's desire once again is that He would dwell with them. And so He comes in the form of a pillar of cloud during the day, going before them and he comes as a pillar of fire during the night and this is like he's like I want my people to know that I'm with them I'm not gonna leave them and so he sends this very obvious powerful sign and goes before them as they wander but that wasn't enough for God. He wanted to actually dwell with them, not just in the form of cloud and of fire. And so, what he did is he sent them. Um, we know that God is a perfect God. He is holy, and he is full of righteousness and justice. Um, And so us as human beings, the Israelites, um, they had sin among them. And so they couldn't dwell with a God that was so perfect. Like the two cannot mesh together. And so God said, I'm going to make a way that I'm going to be able to dwell with you. And so he put some rules in place. And he said, I'm going to rest in this thing called the Ark of the Covenant inside a temple that you're gonna build for me and he gave them all these descriptions about what it should be like and he said when you do those things I will be able to dwell with you and his promise is that I will dwell with you and I will be your God and you will be my people. And he repeats this many times, but kind of the sad thing that we see throughout the whole Old Testament is this struggle The Israelites just don't get it right. Every time, you know, right before God gave them those decrees, they were found worshiping another God. They had created a statue, you know, before when he sent his pillar of fire and of the cloud, he had been providing them food in the desert where there's literally nothing to eat. And they were grumbling and complaining because they were sick of the He was providing them. And so we constantly see that they're kind of just getting it wrong. They're not able to live up to the standard that God had for them. And God knew when he put those rules in place that they would never be able to live up to it. And so this is just a piece of the story. And so what we talked about this morning and what we saw... Um, With the youth doing the performance and the kids and the worship team, what we were singing about was a God that came to dwell with man. And this was the solution. This was the plan that God had all along to be with his people. And so that's why we celebrated at Christmas. And I think sometimes we don't realize that Jesus, he didn't just all of a sudden like come into being like we do when our mother gives birth to us. God exists outside of the t- of time and it's something that I just can't wrap my head around fully but he exists outside of time and so Jesus was actually seated in the heavenly place with the father and and he had All the divine privileges of heavens, the angels and the elders would sing to him because he was beautiful, because he was worthy of their praise. And so when he came, we often talk about the cross as being the sacrifice, but when he came to earth, he was making a big sacrifice. He came down, not in the position of a victorious king, but he came as a humble servant, born to a carpenter and his wife. He... He was not upper class. He was low class. And he came as a servant. And what we see throughout his life is that he would go around and he said, I only do what I see my father doing. And so we see throughout his life a representation of the heart of who God is. It says that Jesus reflects his likeness. And so we see him going around, he heals the sick, he casts out demons, he heals the hungry. This is the love that God has for us. And, um, and so what we see is this, this, this king that's been made low, lowly out of a place of love for us, that he would come and reveal the heart of the Father. And so it's such a beautiful thing. And what he would go around is he would proclaim the kingdom of God is near, but I have good news for everyone that hears me, for everyone who believes what I say, I have good news. And he says in Luke 4, verse 18 to 19, it says that the father has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. And so this is the good news of a faithful God who loves his people. Not only did he, we get to see the story of the Israelites being brought out of captivity and brought out of slavery with the Egyptians and the hand of many other people. God was faithful. Even though they continued to turn their back on him, they just messed up and got it wrong. God is a faithful God. He was unwavering in his pursuit to dwell with his people. He knew that they would get it wrong. He knew that we would get it wrong. And we would never be able to live up to the standard. And so he sent his son to die for us, and it says in Romans 5, verse 6 to 8, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the good news. While we were getting it wrong, while we were turning our back on God, he died for us, and it was out of a place of great love for his people. And so this is the good news, and this is what we celebrate at Christmas. And so God knew, you know what, so the sun... We see that he died the death on the cross, what we were just talking about. He gave his life for the ungodly, for the unrighteous. Um, And it says that in three days later, he rose again. And what happened was he defeated death. He defeated sin. And so now we no longer have to have a standard of perfection to live up to in order to come close to him. He made a way that we would know him and we could come close to him, that we would know that he is a God full of love, he is a God... Where our hope is found, he is our peace, he is our joy. This is the God that we serve, that loves his people. And I feel like sometimes we get it wrong and we think that we have to be perfect. We have to have it all together and then we can come to God or then we can be a Christian. But the reality is, is he paid the price and it's a free gift to know him and to love him and to be loved by him. And so this is the good news. And so um, what we know is that then he sent the Holy Spirit. He said, "I don't want you to be alone. I will came to dwell with my people. And so He sent the Holy Spirit and we see at Pentecost that it came down in flames of fire and people were baptized in the Spirit. and this is the reality that we live in today. that God not only died, took away all our sin, but now he comes, when we say yes to him, He comes and lives on the inside of us. And he makes his home in us. It says that he comes to dwell in us. He is not just God with us. He's God in us. The power of the Holy Spirit, the love of the Father rests in us and fills up all those places that are so in need of him. He enables us to live according to his will and what he has for us. And so... um, this is the reality that we live in in the present. So we looked at the past. This is the present that we live in that we have the Holy Spirit with us. And the future is the good news that he is coming again. And there will be, yes, good news. <laughs> that he is coming again and there is a time that there will be no more pain. There will be no more suffering and he will come. There will be a new heaven and a new earth is what he said and he will come to do well with his people and we we will experience him in the fullness of who he is in all his glory, in his majesty, and in his splendor. And so this morning, I know that this is a story that we hear often, but really this is the simple gospel. And sometimes I think we complicate it. But this is just a story of a God that loved the people he created so much that he would do anything possible. It was an unwavering pursuit of a father going after his children. And so this morning, what I want to end with is very simple, and it is John 3, verse 16 to 17. This is the gospel. This is the good news. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So good. Yeah, this is the good news. And so I just want to encourage you, if you don't mind, if you could stand with me. And what I want to do this morning is I just want to pray that each of us in this room this season, as we go out and we celebrate Christmas, which, you know, we can get sidetracked a little, but it's about the birth of Jesus. It's about this good news. It's about the love of a father for his people. And so I just want to pray for us that we would be able to go out and and even just this morning that we would experience a greater measure of the father's love. And so, God, this morning, I just want to bless everyone that's here. We thank you, God, that you are faithful to us. Even when we go go our own way, you are relentless in your pursuit of knowing your children and of loving them, of pouring your love on us. And so, God, I ask this morning that you would come and you would pour your love on us. I ask God that we would receive a greater revelation of your love this morning. And I just wanna pray from Ephesians three, which says, um, God, I pray that we would be able to grasp how wide, how long, how deep, and how high your love is for us, that your love is unending, that your love is not dependent on how much we love you or how much we do for you, but your love is a free gift. And so this morning we just rest in your goodness. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions, and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.